Heads up, everybody. I'm B. Francis Clark. And I'm Anton Anderson. And this is the year of Ujama. 365 days of pure vibranium commerce. Commerce. Ujama being the Swahili word for cooperative economics. The Swahili word for buy black. <laughs> so how's it going? It is challenging. Yeah. It's going well, but it's challenging. Preaching to the choir right mm-hmm. now, but the most challenging part for me is getting out of the normal routine that I've been in for years and years and years. Right. I've talked about on previous episodes that I spent a lot of time in coffee shops. And so I'm so used to doing my routine and literally have to stop myself. Wait a minute. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And then going way out of my way to make sure that I'm living the year of Ujama authentically. It takes work. I mean, that's listeners. One of the things that, you know, and there've been books and there've been some wonderful exercises in saying, oh, I'm going to you know, dump my house out and have it be from scratch and do nothing but buy black and shop black. And, Season two, baby. <laughs> and that's fantastic. Um, you know, because it's one of those things that's really very much an eye-opening thing. Part of what we're doing is saying, okay, let's say you already have your life and you're already underway. You already have a household and your current amount of spending with black and black-owned and ally businesses, small businesses, and such, is very small. And how can you move the needle? How can you do it? And how can you do it in a way that isn't just a one-off? Oh, I'll just buy this one thing, and I've created, ding, one sale for that black business. How can you become, instead, a customer, an ongoing customer? Part of the pure vibranium commerce circle. And that leads me to the question that you were asking me earlier, which is, how do we shop black? There is a platform called shopblack.us, which we are definitely fans of. Absolutely. We've had some challenges with it. Well, I mean, that's a fantastic resource. I shouldn't say challenges with it. We continue to have challenges even with it. Exactly. I mean, that's a fantastic platform, shopblack.us. They have news and lists, and they talk about money and wellness and lifestyle. They're a fantastic resource. Yes, indeed. And I'll admit, I went and hit them when I initially thought. And actually, that was part of the thing, is that you know, prior to launching our little spinoff podcast, I was like, no problem. Just go to shopblack.us, mm-hmm. hit buy, and I'm done. And for many things, that is true. It is. And actually, because they had a great, we started this January 1, because the idea is to do 365 days. But they had a fantastic holiday gift guide. And they had previous posts from earlier in the year for Juneteenth gifts. That's right. I'm going to forward my wife the list for Father's Day gifts and where you can get the wrapping paper and all these different things. And and that's all fantastic. Where, you know, the black-owned furniture businesses, the... Mm -hmm. You know, board games for black-owned games for grown folks, vintage clothing stores. All of it is fantastic. It is. My challenge is I'm looking for toilet paper. I'm looking for paper towels. Right. I'm looking for toothpaste. Right. I'm looking for very mundane things. And I'm not sure how mundane toilet paper is. I mean, that's oh. that falls under the essential. <laughs> category exactly and part of the challenges is that you know these are it's kind of an intimate thing right so you want to you want to you don't i'm not sure you're ready to like make the big commitment of buying a case of it and so part of the challenge was to not only identify the companies that are making these everyday products because at least for me 
I'm not that fabulous. I'm not always going to a vintage store every day. You to, are fabulous. I am fabulous, but I mean, I'm not fabulous enough to be hitting a vintage clothing store every day. Wakanda strong, vibranium infused, <laughs> fabulous, period. And so the, the part of the challenge was, was to be able to try it out because the goal is to be a customer, an ongoing recurring customer. And so, for example, toilet paper, I found real paper, realpaper.com. Um, and they make a tree-free bamboo um, paper product, bathroom tissue, paper towels. And Sounds dangerous. <laughs> Maybe it's splinter free, but you know, but nobody's complained. We got up, we got a box of it. We were able to actually get a a smaller size um, box of it, twelve rolls of bathroom tissue from Target. So wasn't didn't have to let go of my Target habit. Shout out Black Target. And as an, <laughs> as an aside, by the way, if you go to Target, they actually all during Black History Month and hopefully beyond, they have specific links that you can hit for black owned businesses. Amen. Uh, and so that's really been really fantastic. We actually ordered a couple of t-shirts for myself and for, for our, our children, um, specifically because of Black History Month, but they also feature the real paper. And so R to the double E. And so we ordered a small box of it to try it because, you know, <laughs> and nobody's complained and you know because normally we would go and buy this from costco and buy a big thing of it and what's nice about real paper is that they are a tree-free solution they have no pa- plastic in their packaging so it's actually better all around so even so even dear listener if you're not part of the black or brown community this is actually better thing it's not chewing up you know, virgin forests to make toilet paper and paper towels and things like that. And now we did our one-off purchase through Target. And now we've actually had a good experience. It's been a few days. No one's, no one's rebelled or complained. And so now we're going to subscribe direct and have an ongoing customer relationship with that business. Boom. That's how we do Ujama right there. And so that's Ujama. And then today and you can find out more about real paper at realpaper.com r double e l paper.com this has been part of the challenge for me this time around is you know how do you find the products and how do you get it to try it to see if you like it where can you get a taste test right and right now we're all covid quarantined and so we can't actually go down to the store and actually do the samples as an aside Anton's definition of when the when the pandemic is over is when the samples come back to Costco. <laughs> that is my definition of when the pandemic is over. Well, I wouldn't necessarily count on Costco. Well, I mean, I'm simply saying that well, I hear you. they actually do a pretty good job. But, you know, last time we had talked about how one of the challenges was being able to source these things without having to buy a case of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to announce that Whole Foods – is restocked, at least the Whole Foods in Pasadena, is restocked with Misha's Kind Foods vegan plant-based cream cheese, which sounds silly, but if you're lactose intolerant or if you simply want to have a a healthier lifestyle, they have a number of different types of products there. And so we got one. We got one. Go ahead, Misha. Because if I wanted to go and get it directly from the website, because they're LA-based and so they they could deliver it to me, I'd have to get a case. And that's a lot of cream cheese. So I'm not sure if I was ready to get, a, to get a case of it. And I wanted to try it first. And so we, it just showed up today. And so that's actually really exciting. And have you tried it yet? No, because we didn't get bagels to go with it. Got it. <laughs> we'll Got try it. it this weekend. And also, we have 
tried out Sprint Jeans Natural Toothpaste, black-owned. Ordered on Amazon. Bought two of them. So that way, once again, so we can try it. And say that name again one more time so people can hear that. Because one of the things that we're doing with this podcast is trying to identify as many black-owned businesses across as many product categories as possible. So hopefully there is more than one black-owned toothpaste company. If you know of more, hit us up via social. That is part of the task. That is part of the journey. That is part of the purpose of this podcast is to get every one of us on the same page with the knowledge to make the decisions that we need to make. Right. Because if every one of us, let's say that prior to us embarking on all this, we were spending maybe 5% of our discretionary income on, you know, aiming that economic power towards, uh, towards black businesses. I've never spent a penny on a black owned toothpaste company. Not one single penny. I have now. Yes. But what if we all did that? What if we all did that? I mean, quite frankly, the black population in America is 13.4% approximately. Vibranium infused. If every single one of us switched from Procter & Gamble to Springine, Procter & Gamble would wake up a little bit and be like, wait a minute, our sales went down by 13%. But they wouldn't go out of business. No, they wouldn't. First of all, because they have a very diverse product line. But all of a sudden, if 13% of America suddenly illuminated (laughs) this company, so you can find them at springene.com. And how do you spell springene? That's S-P-R-I-N-J-E-N-E.com. Springene. Springene. If all of a sudden, every black person in America and all of our allies bought our toothpaste from these guys... Not only would that change our lives, because it's actually good toothpaste. My wife likes it, and she's like, this is not too bad. Springing fresh. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, what would that do for that business? What would that do for that business? What would that do for the business owner? What would that do for all the people who are employed by that business? I mean, small businesses employ the majority of people in this country. So, all of a sudden, that business would just be like, boom. And the business goes boom. And Procter & Gamble would, do, would still do just fine. They would still make a distribution to their shareholders. The executives there would still keep their jobs. All those things would still carry on. I'm not sure if the executives would still keep their jobs because our country is so crazed about stock returns. You lost the black customers. You're out the door. Yeah, but I don't think so. I mean, maybe no, the, com- the company would be fine. I'm just saying that the CEO might maybe the, get a the- nice little severance buyout i don't think so i think the ceo would be just fine whoever runs the oral care division might have a a challenge but you know but overall my point is is that is that procter gamble would do just fine they'll be just fine but the impact for that small business and the impact and the ripple effect impacts of every business every employee that that small business that springine interacts with would have would see a huge impact and that would have a disproportionate impact in the black and brown community. And why, dear listener, would you care? Is that that then helps the entire economy. Procter & Gamble by itself, and I'm picking on Procter & Gamble, but, um, but Procter & Gamble and some of these large corporations by themselves, you know, uh, 
a 10% move in, uh, in one product line isn't going to make that big of a difference for that big of a company. Well, it still represents millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And yes, Procter & Gamble will be just fine. But the impact is not inconsequential. Anton, why do you look so happy today? Spring jean fresh. <laughs> That's how I'm rolling. Spring jean fresh. So, Man, there's something different about Anton today. What is it? Man, is that brother Spring jean fresh? I think so. So up next, we're actually going to try out their kids' toothpaste. We've actually are, because of the pandemic and everything else, we actually have a lot, a lot of kids' toothpaste. So we're, once that begins to, those supplies begin to dwindle down, we're going to shift over. And then also, um, once again, via Amazon. So you're like, you know, you're a pajama. Do you have to give up your Amazon habit? Well, not really. Because frankly, it's actually an easy way. There's a lot it of. It is. It is an easy way. It is an easy way. It's an easy way to get anything. But um, but it's also an easy way to try some of these things out. Uh, we got. Use the, that filter. They have a link there for black owned businesses. Use that filter. That filters it out, which I think is fantastic. But also, I was able to. Once again, not buy a case of it. Um, a dozen cousins has been around for a while. They've made they some been. incredible products. They make a, a pre-packaged, pre-cooked, you know, bean beans and all kinds of other great stuff. Yes. But they recently have come out with seasoning sauces and sauce packets, and it's pretty good, I must say. These also just showed up for us. So, uh, courtesy of Amazon, we just had a six pack of the entree seasoning sauces. Which is Jamaican, uh, which is Jamaican jerk, Peruvian pollo, Mexican pollo asado. So two packets of each, and then we also had the rice seasoning packets, which includes arroz uh, con grandules, Caribbean coconut, and Mexican red rice. And so they just showed up, and we're going to make dinner this weekend. Is going to have right. some of these things in them. And what's great about it is that we once again didn't have to buy a full case of it, and yet, and yet. When the time comes, when we're ready, we're going to go direct. You can find out more about A Dozen Cousins at adozencousins.com and find out about their uh, their broths and the different uh, things they make, beans, rice, uh, sauces. You can get variety packs. Great stuff. Really tasty. And we're able to get it and try it out. I haven't seen a six-pack in many, many years. <laughs> Any kind of six-pack that I can get into my life is a good thing. Well, my six-packs are usually beers, so that's which, which explains the lack of me having a six-pack. Six-pack is in the rear-view mirror, trying to get it back into the present day, which actually brings me to what I've been focusing on, which is how to find black-owned, I shouldn't say black-owned food, but sort of food and groceries provided by black-owned businesses or providers or black-owned distributors. And on our other podcast, Sky is Black, I mentioned a company called Zero Grocery, which is based in San Francisco, right? but they do service here in LA. And I was not familiar with them. Yeah, me neither. And I have not tried it yet, but that is on my to-do list. So, because if we can crack this code, then we're doing some things. Yeah, Uh, Because obviously we need toilet paper all the time. We need toothpaste all the time. We need food all the time. And so if we can crack this code and find black providers in these categories, then your pajama is off to a great start. Because they can do a delivery in under two hours, or we don't have to pay for it. 
Nice. So they're going out of their way to say that we are going to meet your need. No membership fees, no delivery fees. As they say, just good stuff at great prices. And they only use reusable or compostable containers. So that is that is great. You can connect with Zero Grocery at zerogrocery.com. Another place that I'm looking to check out is the Prosperity Market. The Prosperity Market is a farmer's market on wheels and a food truck all in one. They feature black farmers, food producers, and chefs. They are kind of like a pop-up you know, farmer's market. And they, they've had events downtown. They, they they have an upcoming event in Hollywood. You can find out more about them at prosperitymarketla.com. So if you're here in, in Southern California, their next event is on Saturday, February 26th at the California African American Museum. That's right. But they also have a virtual market that runs from the 21st through the 25th of February. Um, where you can order and then do contactless pickup, but you have to drive down there. So um, especially if you're down in the downtown area uh, or anywhere that's a reasonable radius, Pasadena isn't that far for us even, uh, you can order online and then do a contactless pickup uh, on those days. You can find out more about them at prosperitymarketla.com. And you can sign up for their newsletter and find out where they are going to pop up next. Love it, love it. But that's the thing, groceries. You know, how do you get groceries that support the community? Because once again, it's lovely to be able to buy a to buy a serving tray from Pottery Barn that was designed by a black artist. That's right. You know, Pottery Barn creating the the scale and the accessibility to that artist's work. So you're supporting the artist as well. And yet, and yet we need to have dinner on the table every night. We need to have dinner on the table every night. And so, you know, being able to direct our economic power in that direction towards the everyday purchases, that has been quite frankly a challenge and, but one that we're, we're solving. I mean, it's trying a few things out on Amazon, trying some things out, getting things in smaller quantities, and then if it works out, if we like it, and it's just a matter of personal taste, and if we don't like it, then we won't. Right. But then subscribe. Well, then, you know, sure. I mean, like I said, I'm still not sure if I'm going to have a case of cream cheese in the house, but, um, but at least begin to drive on it more. And what's interesting about that is that even if I don't buy a case of cream cheese, all the stores, Whole Foods, every major grocery store. So if you're going through, you know, sort of your mainstream grocery stores, they all are doing analytics. I mean, Whole Foods is owned by Amazon, but they're all doing analytics on what sells. So by me buying that unit, that single unit of cream cheese, they're going to say, hey, this sells. We're making money on it. So they're going to buy more. So even the one-off purchase. So dear listener, if you are saying, you know what? I'm not ready to buy a, a case of cream cheese either. But you, you try it out and you try out Misha's Kind Foods and you try their lox cream cheese or their, you know, their smoked cheddar or their black truffle or their, you know, their, the seven point ricotta, you know, all the different ones that they have. Even if you do it as a one-off, you're still helping that business because then they're going to say, hey, we're selling this Misha's, you know, Kind Food, this really good non-dairy cream cheese. We're going to order more of it and they'll get more and more shelf space. And so you continue to support that business. 
Amen. And actually, I'll give you a silly example, which is not Ujama. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Let's find out. Well, we eat grits in this house. That's right. Um, <laughs> and so in the morning, you know, we generally have a hot breakfast, but it's a school day. So it's a fast breakfast. So it's like instant oatmeal or instant grits. Similar to Ugali, a Swahili version of the same, sort of. Yes. Kind of. And turns out, pre-pandemic, going back to the whole idea of analytics and shelf space and things like that, we were shopping in La Cunada, which is right across the Arroyo from us, which is by most uh, analytics. Ujama challenged. Yes. That's a nice way of saying it. Mm-hmm. We went to the Ralphs there and happened to buy the one box of instant grits they had left. And I went to the manager and said, do you have any more of this? He's like, no, but I'll order more next time. And, and quite frankly, we go through this stuff fast enough to where it wasn't, you know, it was never a waste or an extra purchase. But for like a month, every time I went to the grocery store, whether we were out of grits or not, I bought a box of grits. And guess what happened like a month or so later? There are always two boxes, several boxes. Mm-hmm. They had more shelf space. And so all these stores do these things dynamically. And so, you know, support the brands, even if you're going to your own local groceries or whatever's convenient to you, because they're then going to order more and they're going to continue to order more. And so it will move the needle. Once again, Quaker Oats, you know, who makes the instant grits. I'm not, they're not a drama, but. No, they are not. <laughs> but Although, shout out to our Quaker brothers and sisters who were historically against slavery most of the time. But, but, but Quaker Oats, and I'm not sure who owns them, Unilever or whatever, you know, we're not moving the needle with them with our purchase of instant grits. But we are, and this is sort of Ujamaa-ish, creating an opportunity for culturally relevant foods to be available in our local grocery store. Right. But some people would say that it could be Ujamaa-ish, but it actually might be Ujamaa-inked, even though it is a food type that your family loves. Still not a black-owned company. Well, I'm not really, I'm not even so, saying, I'm not even ready to go and say it's Ujamaa-ish. Um, but I, 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 my only point in mentioning that was simply that it was something that is not frequently found at that particular store in La Cunada. Exactly. And my one little household economic buying power, I can't say I can take all the credit. I made grits happen in La Cunada. I'm but not trying did. to say it, but, but, but you did. <laughs> but maybe we did. But you did. <laughs> my point is, is that you guys are putting away some grits. So we are putting away some grits. My son will eat his body weight in grits. That's right. But the, but the thing is, is that us with probably the other couple of families that were buying grits, all of a sudden there's a, there's a run on grits in La Cunada. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was enough to move the needle to where then there was always more. Mm-hmm. And my point is, is that when you support the, the black brands that you find, the, the BIPOC-owned brands, that even if you're going to a retail experience, a straight you know, grocery store, they're going to notice. And they, in turn, will give them more shelf space because it's all about the dollars. Amen. I'm going to give you some homework if you choose to accept it. And that is identifying a black-owned grit company that you can also test. 
All right. Challenge accepted. This is the year of Ujamaa, so we are making the switch. We are taking the journey to discover other options. So you say challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. No problem. I will do my homework. I will find uh, black-owned grits. Black grits, stand up. Black <laughs> grits, stand up. But but here's the thing. It's got to be instant grits because we. this is like early in the morning, school days, in the morning, boom, boom, boom. I mean, In other words, you got to have your grits right now. My son got to have his grits right now. Got to have them right now. Don't make me wait for these grits. Because we have boxes and boxes. Papa, you wait. You making me wait for these grits? (laughs) Papa, I don't know what's going on up in here. Because we have boxes and boxes of Albers grits, sort of that traditional box of grits. And so we're, you know, not that grits takes that takes that long, but, you know, in the morning on our way to get, getting ready for school and everything else, every minute counts. And so we want, boom, grits, stir it up, put it on the table, and, and you're done. And so that's the thing. It's going to, it's got to be, and we're going to be looking for instant grits. So listener, if you know of some uh, let us know, pass it along to us because Alpers, while they are a, a wonderful brand and sort of the traditional grits, um, they are not black owned. Actually, they were purchased by uh, Nestle, I think, um, a while ago. And so, dear listener, help me out. <laughs> help me out. Help me find some black owned grits. Yes, indeed. And I mentioned Ugali in passing, which is very similar to grits, which is something that is eaten in. Tanzania and other sort of Swahili-speaking areas in the motherland. Never had it, and so my daughters and I are going to be making ugali in the next couple of days. And so I will also have to find a black-owned source for our ugali. So your homework and your assignment is to find the black-owned grits company. I will find a black-owned means to create ugali. And I'm also testing out zero grocery to see what that experience is like, see if I can get what I need to get. And I will report back on that next week. Fantastic. Also be trying the spring jean too. Spring jean. Spring jean. Spring jean. It's like, boy, BC, you got that spring jean look today. (laughs) And so listeners, we invite you to continue with us on this journey. We are doing this all year, the year of Ujama. Spring jean, baby. (laughs) We're going to keep it fresh. And... Check it out. Check it us out. You can find out more. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Year of Ujama, all one word. So that's Year of U J A M A A. M to the double A. And help me out. Help me find some help me find some black owned grits and grits. That's right. Thank you all for, for listening to us. We are going to be very transparent about this journey because the idea is for it to not be like a one-off stunt, but for us all to help um, black and black ally businesses move forward to help support our community, to help us all move forward. We are not talking the talk. We are walking the walk. Right. And just to be clear, we're not anti-anybody. But in particular, we want to make sure we are supporting businesses that see us and that support us. And so... Thank you once again for coming along with us on this journey. Stay tuned. Year of Ujama. Listen to our main podcast, Sky is Black. And thank you all for coming along. We'll see you next time here on Year of Ujama. Year of Ugali. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs>